Hello and welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex, a podcast from metro.co.uk. It's a bit like mindful sex, but we're more mind-blowing sex. You, something else. I'm BB Lynch. I'm Miranda Kane. Miranda, what are we talking about today? We are going to be talking about an app that will promise you how to have more mindful sex. And mind-blowing, who knows? Two for one. Two for one. Very, very, very excited. (laughs) Hi everyone, I'm Anna Hushlag and I'm the co-founder and chief product officer of Furley. Please welcome to the Good Sex, Bad Sex podcast, Dr. Anna Hushlack, the co-founder of the new sexual wellness app, Furley. Hello. Ooh, Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. Um, now, it, Furley is described as your audio guide to mindful sex, which I'm a little bit worried about is what people think they're going to get when they tune into this podcast. It'll <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> be a little bit of a surprise. <laughs> Which is two middle-aged women laughing about. <laughs> so, what? <laughs> what? You're not middle-aged yet, Miranda. Not yet. <laughs> I, in my mind, I am. Yeah, okay. Um, but what? So, what is what is uh, an audio guide to mindful sex? Yeah, it's a great question. I think um, the kind of. I think some people think it's going to be very zen and very chill. And actually, it's a combination of kind of educational content. So what's a orgasm? What's desire? What's libido? What's communication? Um, and those are kind of podcast style sciencey bits around it. And then we also have a combination of content that has um, erotic stories. And that's really about kind of exploring your boundaries and your fantasies in a way that's much more accessible. And then the um, third kind of stream of content we have in there are guided practices. So that's everything from kind of understand your sexual beliefs um, how you learned about sex how you feel about sex how you feel about your body um, and then also looking much more at like uh, kind of applied practices so mindful masturbation or intimacy practices with a partner Um, so the whole idea of it is how we can use audio content to help people have a better relationship to sex and to reframe sex in a way that's healthy pleasurable and confident um, yeah, so that's kind of the, the the rundown of what we do. Why wow. did you found it? Why did you create this? Well, so there's a couple of reasons around that. One, um, I think the way in which we've learned about sex has been pretty shit. <laughs> that's kind of, <laughs> doesn't really matter which country you come from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think particularly for women um, and folks with vulvas, there hasn't necessarily been uh, an education around pleasure. Uh, it's, it's often kind of come out through a lens of don't have sex, don't get an STI, don't get pregnant, just stay away from it altogether. And it's a very kind of negative, fear-based way of looking at it. Or it's around like, this is your period, this is menstruation, this is, um, you know, here's a plastic cervix that's cut in half and we're going to look at the body that way. (laughs) Um, All the fun stuff. Yeah, it's very removed from, you know, our our kind of sensual experiences, from our connection between our mind and our body. There's not a lot of conversations around intimacy and the kind of more mental and emotional aspects of it. And there's really just nothing about pleasure in there. So I think for Billy and I, Billy being my co-founder, we had a lot of kind of, questions coming into it around 
why can't women talk about sex and why can't we have pleasurable sex? And, um, you know, if you also look at the kind of uh, data and the statistics and the research around it, female pleasure has been entirely left out of the conversation. Mm. Um and I think there's a lot of shame and stigma and taboo around that. So for us, there was kind of an initial move of just wanting to normalize the conversation and to you know, give women and give ourselves permission to be able to enjoy sex and actually have pleasurable sex. Um, yeah, so it kind of started through that lens. Um, and then the other aspect of it was that um, both Billy and I came from backgrounds where we had negative experiences to sex. So in my case, that was uh, sexual violence. In Billy's case, she was sexual assault, sexually assaulted at work. Um, and I think there was also a big question around um, almost reclaiming our sexuality and yeah. not... Um, not shying away from it and actually taking time to understand how we feel about sex, not just how we have it and making sure that we're focused on um, sex as a thing that, that kind of we feel we exist, we, we become as opposed to something that's just done to us. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those are the the kind of two main reasons. It's very much a work in progress though. (laughs) (laughs) But it looks like, it looks fun. Like there's, there's not that many um, sexual apps and, uh, and things around sex these days that, that have the fun with them do you know what I mean like are you resisting saying dry (laughs) (laughs) moist one of the things I liked about Furley was the blogs so you've got so many different ones like including yours and Billy's which was about your sexual experiences and the 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 sexual assault but it wasn't done in a preachy kind of this is why we're never going to have sex again it was done well this is why we want to explore sex and help you explore sex and, and mindful sex yeah and I think it's interesting because actually in some ways I think Billy and I it's like we treat ourselves as experiments um mm. so neither of us come from kind of like medical clinical backgrounds neither of us have ever have ever had kind of any professional experience before this around this domain going into it mm. and so I think it was interesting because it's I think part of it is you know we're kind of testing it on ourselves and we're in our own journey with it and we're exploring it. And I think we definitely found that a lot of the limitations around this topic is, you know, as we said, it's often either on one hand, almost like hypersexualized and can be not, I mean, cringy is maybe not the right word, but it can be if you're, if you're struggling with sex or you've got kind of a, if you haven't necessarily, if you're not coming from a very sex positive background and you haven't necessarily gained the confidence around the topic or you feel anxious about it or kind of uncertain about it um, that can be really intimidating as a place to start and then on the other hand if you're coming in and you're kind of you know you're going to the gum clinic and mm-hmm. there's like again the like everything's kind of chlamydia gonorrhea like yeah, very and obviously like yeah really important topics and sexual health is so fundamental but it it's also feels it doesn't have that sensuality it doesn't have that like how do I learn by doing how do I experience and also just like the awkwardness and the you know sex is not it's, it's messy it's confusing it's wonderful but it's also like what's going on and I think for us it was really how do we create something that just feels everyday relatable um, and that actually showcases that like awkwardness and that um, juxtaposition of like really cool, but really shitty, but really exciting, but yeah. really lonely, but really fun, but really um, empty sometimes and all these different emotions in one thing. And we're all going through it. 
I don't know whether you're describing your app or my life now. That's <laughs> I think that's probably that all of our lives. <laughs> so we've been doing this podcast for a few years, haven't we? Three years, and yeah. um, and I'm I'm a lot older, so I'm 54. And you'd imagine, I'd imagine that I'd hope that this was different for people now, especially women now. Um, and it's kind of when we talk to people, I feel like it is because we meet so many people who are sex positive and who have great um, experience and great um, attitude towards sex. And then on your website, there's this stat. So you, so you feel like, like, with 2020, things have to have moved on. And then on this, and then the people I meet, and Miranda and I meet, seem to perpetuate that, that we've moved on. And then, yeah, on your, on your site, there's this stat. 51% of female-identifying yeah. individuals in the UK, if we're just talking UK, aged between 16 and 64, experience pain, anxiety, and discomfort while having sex. 51%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that was the thing that was so shocking for us. And it's it's so easy to kind of forget because I think certainly like we've found in this journey, we we tend to exist in very sex positive circles and it, it is it's not actually the norm. And I think that's the thing that we found so shocking is, yeah, so the the that stat comes from the NATSL study, which was looking at the um, National Attitude Survey around sexual behaviours and lifestyle. Um, and I think it ran from 2010 to 2012. So also not like, you know, not last year, but not that yeah. long ago. Yeah. Um, and the other thing about it is it's looking, you know, so... They've also, a lot of that stat also relates to people who've experienced one or more of those symptoms. Um, and it tends to be over a three month period or longer as well. So it's, it to me, I think that was the thing that was just so surprising, yet also not surprising, mm. that it's still so unbelievably common. Um, and I think, you know, there is this shame around it. There is this taboo around it. You think about kind of sex and rela- relationship education in the UK. And, you know, that's only just starting to come out. Mm. Um and then you also think about our cultural upbringings, you know, and certainly for me, like masturbation was not something that was spoken about. And it's not yeah. that it was discouraged. It just wasn't, it was something that was kind of kept in secret and behind closed doors. And I know certainly with our audience and, and the kind of women we speak to, the recurring conversations around like, I don't know how to touch myself or I feel self-conscious about touching myself or I don't know how to communicate with a partner or, you know, I'm worried about my body and how I look or I'm worried about um, not being able to orgasm. And I think there's all these topics in these conversations that actually certainly in the UK, that, you know, it's showing that the majority of women um, don't actually have that sex positive relationship. And and I think that for us is this, you know, this why we're on this mission to help everybody move into a much more sex positive space. Mm. And I um, I just want to uh, just point out, because your your website and your app is very trans friendly. So when you're saying women, you're you're mm-hmm. saying women in the in the very trans friendly way. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And we actually we use um, so <laughs> it's an interesting kind of discussion in and of itself. So we actually use women with an X. Um, mm. And the reason there's a couple of reasons for that. One is to be more inclusive in terms of whether you have a vulva, but you don't necessarily identify as a woman, kind of be more inclusive to that broader spectrum, be more inclusive to the trans community as well, then also including um, women of colour, and then also kind of uh, looking at, you know, there's, and there's debates around that. Um, women with the spelling with the E, there's kind of controversy around whether that then becomes an offset of men as a category. Um, so I think there's the, the reason we wanted to actually frame it that way was to be as inclusive as possible. Mm. Um that being said, some of the practices in there are they do 
you know, for example, the guided masturbation is talking about touching your clitoris, touching your vulva. So there are some practices in there that are kind of biology specific. Hmm. Um, but again, you know, regardless of your gender and how you identify, um, those practices are accessible. And then there's also a lot of practices that deal much more with the mental and the emotional sides. And, you know, again, regardless of where you sit on the gender on the kind of gender spectrum, um, those are available to all of us. Uh, and we do actually have a lot of men coming in there as well. Um, yeah. And interested in some of those practices and they are still relevant to them as well. What is ridiculous. That's BB's Tourette's coming in. I'm sorry. She just shouts that out at random occasions. It's ever so, so embarrassing in Sainsbury's. <laughs> Sex is ridiculous. I mean, we talk about masturbation on the tube and then people look at you and we're just like, yeah, masturbation, masturbation. And it's like, no, 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 all right, got to tone it down a little bit. Guys can talk about wanking all day long, but when a girl does it, oh, I've gotten chucked off TFL so many times. Just read. GMTB, all of them. GMB, BBC, no, don't. Uh, mm, speaking of which um so you've got erotic plays on oh, there so hang on. what hang on darling let me get the smell of the grease paint <laughs> <laughs> all i'm saying is that me and bb are yeah, we, we you can aud- yeah we've got equity cards we're up for auditioning it's <laughs> fine equity cards but we do have <laughs> yeah normally we're invite only but we're happy yeah. to audition for you yeah um, I mean, definitely take you up on that <laughs> i'm not auditioning <laughs> with this back <laughs> what kind of stuff do you have in your plays i love yeah. the sound of this um there's a, so there's actually quite a range and it's interesting again because we we've noticed that the... quite strange darling talk to my agent i've got range i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> she can play an idiot I know, and a moron. <laughs> an idiot to an imbecile. She can do it all. <laughs> a sexy idiot. Thank you very sexy much. Sexy idiot. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you very much. I feel like we could, you know, I mean, there's some some stories we could start plotting and mapping out on this, but that's probably an entirely different conversation. Um, the um, yeah, so the range we've got in there kind of varies in terms of. Uh, I don't know, much more, say, romantic and a bit softer. And that's, again, for people that are coming in and they're kind of new to this, um, to more um, explicit. And that comes in both in terms of, like, acts and language. So that might be, you know, your sexy masseuse has come over and, you know, you end up having some session on the table to um, I'm on a holiday with a partner and um, we've gone to Greece and it's much more kind of slow and sensual in that way. Um, yeah, so it kind of depends on where you're coming in. Um, and then there's also a range of voices. So we've got some male voices in there and some female voices in there. Majority female at the moment, but changing that up. The um, the British accent tends to be the most popular one. So we've right. <laughs> got the majority. Oh, right. sweet cheeks. That's oh. Right. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Not BB's Irish though, so we'll see. Oh, no, don't get started on the Irish accent. <laughs> oh no, here she comes. She'll be starting. She'll be doing it. Well, my dad was Irish. <laughs> and then, no, look, Miranda, you're the worst agent on earth. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> so the Brit accent is good. So it's no. men and women. You've got you've got mainly women's voices at the moment. You can get some men's in men there in there as well. Yeah, yeah, and, and then so. 
I can. So what if? So I'm auditioning as a male Irish masseuse. Should yeah. we do a role play? Should, can I do my audition? I, do you want my? I mean, do you want my I show would reel? Love to hear it. Yeah. Go on. <clears throat> okay. All right. Hello there, baby. Would you like a massage? Would you get on my table and I can sort your shoulders out? No problem. Do I pass? Is that Anna? Can I apologise for my racist co-host? <laughs> I mean. She's still, it's lockdown. She was honestly <laughs> fine before lockdown, but she's. <laughs> I think exploring a, an alternative career side, a yeah. secret, a secret yeah. hobby. She's of... Very talented. <laughs> I I think you're drawing up my contracts right, right now. now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you have on the um? Got what have you got in terms of the practices? So in the practices, there's again there's a range. So some of it is much more around um so guided masturbation, um and a lot of that is where we kind of bring in some of those more mindful um, type tools. So for example, exploring your body um, without the focus of necessarily having to get off. So often I think when it comes to that, uh, the way in which we've learned how to masturbate, if we've even learned how to masturbate, Mm -hmm. um, it's often focused on kind of orgasm as a goal and how do I get, you know, vibrator, speed 10, two minutes, and I'm done. And we tend to masturbate in the same way for most of our lives. So one of the things we try and do with the guided practices is we try and get um, our community to actually slow down and to explore their body more holistically. So um, thinking about all of their erogenous zones, their neck, their ear, the you know their breasts, their nipples, the inside of their legs. Um, and also the looking at yeah, the leprechaun. <laughs> and also looking at how um, we can use different tempos, different types of touch, you know, squeezing versus feathering or fast versus slow. And it's this idea of actually really starting to explore your body and then also learning what you like and just as much what you don't. Um, so there's some practices in there around that. And some of that is... Um, guided in a much more meditative way and some of it we've integrated with fantasy and erotica so it's um you know imagining you're on a beach and you have this voice kind of guiding you through it but also talking about what they would do to you and what they would like to do with you versus ones that are much more around um take a deep breath in breathe out sink into your body um you know trace the your collarbone squeeze your breasts um and so it's yeah they're, they're kind of different flavors if you would in the mindful masturbation um and then we also have stuff that's much more focused on actually using a kind of cognitive behavioral therapy approach to it so looking at reframing our beliefs looking at building confidence um looking at tackling kind of our inner critic and when we speak negatively to ourselves or we talk about the shoulds or with the need tos or the musts and really try and help people to um almost check themselves when they start using that language and then start to actually understand yeah the the relationship to sex and how they feel about it as opposed to just focusing on the kind of physical side of it or the doing is there a danger of putting, making this more pressure? I think, I mean, I think there's always a danger of that. Um, but I think definitely what we've found um, with our community so far is um, that a lot of that comes down in terms of like the language you use, the tone you use, etc. But actually, I think if anything, it's a release because there's a sense of I'm not alone and I don't need to hide from this topic. And there's these questions that I've had and I haven't known where to go or how to ask. And there's so much misinformation. And actually, 
reframing sex to be much more about um, something you experience and something that is in flux. So sometimes you have a good day, a bad day, you know, sometimes an average day and that's all right, as opposed to, you know, this romantic idea of sex or this kind of like very, I don't know, everybody's orgasming and it's really hot and it's really heavy and sex looks like this. And I think actually what we found is it allows people to create a much more realistic and personal idea of what sex means to them. And in doing that, that takes a lot of the pressure off. And right. you've you've got that on, because um, one of the things you've got on your mission statement is um, about how the Holy Grail is great sex. And and then, but what does that mean? And and it, who is it great for and everything? So if someone uh, come, if someone's listening and they're like, oh, will this help me find great sex? What would you, what would you say to them? Yeah, and I, I mean, like, I guess the first thing would be back of like, what does great sex actually mean to you? Mm-hmm. Um and it is interesting because we've we've spoken a lot with, you know, with our community about that. And the thing that often comes up before they start using us is great sex is um, orgasm. You know, orgasm is a big, big thing that comes up in there. A lot of the time, great sex is um, consensual. It's mutual. Um, it's two way. And then when we kind of check in with them after they've been using us, great sex still often includes the consensual and the respect and the mutual side of it orgasm tends to be less less of a focus and actually what becomes the focus is pleasure and realizing that pleasure is so much more than orgasm mm. so that might be connection with myself with my body that might be intimacy with a partner that might be a feeling of being present to my body and getting out of my head and not worrying that might be a sense of like playfulness and fun and experimentation um and and I think yeah that that would be I don't think we can define great sex as any one thing. I think it's, you know, mm-hmm. whatever whatever it means to you because this is your experience, your feelings, your body, your pleasure. Um, but we definitely do notice this shift in moving away from sex about being a goal and sex often being defined as, you know, penetrative sex as well. Mm. And that results in orgasm and often results in, if it's in a heterosexual situation, often results in male orgasm. Um and this kind of narrative we've been fed around that. And I think definitely what we're finding is that actually great sex is about, you know, whatever feels good to you and however you define good and you ref- define pleasure and you define consensual and you define respect and all of those kind of things in one. I love that you're saying all this because Miranda and I, we've interviewed, you know, when we've interviewed people um Tanya Adib from the menopause mm. clinic, you know, the menopause mm. expert, as and I've written a lot about older sex and sex changes when you get older in the way you were just saying that, you know, we masturbate in the same way. We kind of seem to do it forever and ever and ever. And that might, yeah. you know, we can we could mm. mix that up a bit in the same way. Exactly what you say, that sex doesn't have to be penetrative as you get older. It doesn't mm. have to be um orgasm doesn't have to be the goal. And you can and that's why there was a stat and because I am 54, I can't remember it. Mm. <laughs> there, was, there was a stat that was something like a third of women, I think it was a love honey one, and they're saying something like a third of women um, are having the most adventurous sex they've ever had mm. uh, at 50 plus. And what they were defining by that was, um, wasn't necessarily swinging from chandeliers, it was sex that, that was working for them and it's mm. adventurous because they kind of pushed the boundaries of what they used to do and it didn't have to be crazy S&M, not crazy, you know, S&M wasn't crazy, but yeah. it didn't have to be extreme for them. It just was 
finding what was for them. Mm. Well, and I think that's a really like phenomenal point, right? Like what works for them, what works for you? And I think, you know, part of the reason it feels adventurous is is because we're actually for the first time starting to actually learn what working for us means yeah. as opposed to just kind of, I don't know, going through what we're supposed to do or what we think we're supposed to do. And I mean, there's interesting conversations around how porn has kind of influenced that, um, you know, how a lack of conversation around pleasure has influenced that, around how gender roles influence that. And I think it's, as well as just the general kind of shame and stigma and taboo around it and this nervousness around communication. And, you know, actually we do have, um, we just ran a seven-day program a couple of weeks ago and, you know, we did have some women in that that were kind of 50s plus and they were saying you know some of the stuff we're we're not so worried about body image we feel pretty comfortable with our bodies and that's less of an issue for us but the big one is that actually libido or mixing things up or um, experimenting in new ways or using toys in a way that we hadn't before and using toys Mm -hmm. with a partner or um, you know trying new things and a lot of that you know in their conversation with them was just because they'd actually never really had the opportunity to sit down and and say what what do I want to do? What do I not want to do? What am I curious about? But I haven't tried. What are all these kind of like, quote, new things coming up or just like advancements in technologies and toys that Mm. are very different than when, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And how do we explore and experiment with that? Yeah, isn't God, sex great? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, it's a Tourette's again. She shouts that out in Shanesbury's as well. It's absolutely. <laughs> but like, sex toys is so different to what they were five years ago. Like, yeah. Yeah. Thing, like being able to use an app on the different side of the world that will control something that's with your partner, you know, thousands of miles away. It's, it's, yeah. You know, it's it's so great. I feel like I'm discovering them because of this podcast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wouldn't necessarily have discovered them just by looking at a website. Do you know what I mean? I'd have been yeah. a bit scared to try them. Well, and also it can be overwhelming of where do I start? Yeah. And, you know, it's, yes. again, it was interesting. Like these, these, you know, some of the women in this community were saying, okay, cool. Like I want to, I'm, I've been a bit intimidated about this. I don't know where to start. There's like, you know, some of the time I look at them and they're like pretty intimidating bright mm-hmm. pink rabbits with like you know all this and all that um mm-hmm. and it was interesting because even um you know I was uh this was a strange conversation to start having with your mom but it shouldn't be strange oh but no I'm I can't think about this, getting my mom <laughs> <laughs> a vibrator and it was oh, oh hang on how do, I, <laughs> how do we kind of think about um yeah almost like beginner tools for mm. people who've been having sex for you know for quite a while but just haven't necessarily known where to start in terms of, of using toys and tools and knowing that actually there's such a range from kind of um less intimidating kind of discovery began um new to like you know again let's totally try something a bit not radical is not the right word but there's certain toys I probably wouldn't get from my mom at this stage. oh that's, that's, that's good to hear Anna <laughs> good, good to know you've got some boundaries <laughs> She might be curious, but I feel like, yeah, there's probably a lot to explore on her own. (laughs) (laughs) Miranda, Miranda, you were saying something really brilliant to me. Ask her about about lockdown, how it's going to... How do we play sex again? I was just about to ask, because, like, I just, you know, the big L word, lockdown... Mm. 
Um, so you can have like, for me, like looking online, there seems to be two different types of people, which are going to be the ones who are nervous about having sex again. You know, we've all body shapes have changed. Some of us may or may be not been convinced that the world's going to end and just going to eat all the chocolate and all the ice cream <laughs> and everything we've been denying ourselves for all years. All the good stuff. All, yeah. the, good stuff. all the good stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, <laughs> loved it every second of it. Um <laughs> So there may be the people that are just uh, and that are just nervous about meeting someone mm-hmm. and having actual face to face, you know, well, their face in your face. <laughs> um, oh, oh, that was beautiful. Beautiful put. Um, so you get those types of people, but then you've got the ones that just might need to be told to slow the fuck down. Who <laughs> are just like, <laughs> right, the pubs are opening on July the 4th. Oh, my fucking guy. So what would, be, <laughs> what would be your advice to the people that are a bit nervous about meeting someone again or having sex again? You know, maybe they've got whatever, got a partner and they're just like, oh, now we have to meet up. And the ones that are just like, right, I'm ready. I'm rampant. I'm ready to go. I'm on it. I'm yeah. on it like a car bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I can start with the ones who are on it. I would say oh, the ones who are on it, great. Let's keep in mind that Corona hasn't fully disappeared and we don't want to go in lockdown again. So like, let's still be mindful about having good practices as well as just thinking about sexual health and making sure that we're doing that on and on the bonnet in a responsible way. Um, <laughs> so how though, how do we do that? How would we make sex safe? I don't know. I mean, I guess, yeah, I think, well, already, I think in terms of sex, safe sex, there's already kind of practices we do need to be thinking about, which, I mean, isn't interesting, probably, again, a different conversation. But um, I think, you know, often we think, OK, cool, you know, someone's on birth control, again, um, depending on the kind of sexual orientation and whatnot, so we don't need to wear condoms. And it's like, well, you do still need to wear condoms, yeah. regardless of, like, contraception or not. So general baseline rule... <laughs> Regardless of who you're having sex with, what you're doing, you know, thinking about sexual health in that way. Um, Sorry, sorry. Um, I think more what I I meant from that was the people that are just like, right, I need to go out because I need to have sex. Mm. But from what I would, you know, maybe on your, on on Furley is like, well, why do you feel the need to have sex when you can happily have a a lovely, lovely time by yourself? Do you know what I mean? Is that? yeah. And I bet I think it's also it's I wonder if it's about needing to have the sex or if it's about like we need human connection and, yeah. and just miss touch, for example, or mm. we miss um, good banter or we miss um, being able to like, I don't know, have that that kind of face to face flirting and that kind of like, I don't know, that aspect of things yeah. or intimate. Um, and I think. I guess the the question back or like the the kind of thinking out loud is like I don't know that that's related to to just sex or if that's you know by default whether you're introverted or extroverted like we are social creatures and it's been you know difficult to say the least I think for people to be so isolated Um, and so I think you know sex might be a tool for some of us to then say I've been feeling really lonely I've been feeling really isolated I've been missing touch I've been missing intimacy so I'm just going to go and have a bunch of wild sex and Mm -hmm. I suppose from a Furley lens the question would be is that actually what it's about Mm -hmm. you know is it about sex or is it about that you've been feeling lonely you've been missing intimacy you've been missing human connection and how do you focus on getting those aspects and kind of filling those cups up instead of um, necessarily using sex as a tool to do that. Oh, my um, God, sex is so confusing. <laughs> <laughs> but also so great. <laughs> it's great. I hate it. I love it. I'm so confused by it. 
going shopping with BB is it's just so <laughs> oh, God, I can't step into one Tesco's in hope now it's completely <laughs> embarrassing <laughs> and on the other side of that on the flip side of that is the people that are nervous about um exposing their body maybe and and you know seeing someone again and I guess like with that group I would just I think it's this thing of like that's okay like I think if if your head's not in it your body's never going to be able to be in it and I think that's a big thing like it's you know there's that's it's, that's a t-shirt yeah and it's that thing of like you know our sexiest organ is actually our brain and that idea that sex happens between your ears not between your legs and <laughs> I think like that's There's like a whole thinking. range there. And <laughs> oh, a whole other product brand. line. Yes. Oh, there you go. Me and BB will sort out your merchandise. We'll do that. So has there been any um, change to your content on your app and your site because of lockdown? Um, not necessarily not necessarily on the app of the site. I think what we've noticed is more in our community, the topics and the conversations that people are having are shifted. So they've been much more around, um, for example, uh, exploring masturbation. So we've been in lockdown and we're on our own and we are kind of craving something. And actually, you know, how do we masturbate? How do we touch ourselves? How do we actually do that in a way that feels much more like self-pleasure and slowing down and actually almost going on a date with ourselves? And even broader than that, like, how do we have a date with ourselves? So <sighs> get ready, have a slow shower and put some candles on or, you know, wear lingerie for yourself and like actually treat yourself as if you were on a date with yourself. Um, so Would I think you that's- do that? Would someone do that? I mean, we've definitely... Um, I'm living with my parents right now, so it's like <laughs> <laughs> I think they'd be a bit like, um, I think I, I think you've already pushed it a little bit with your parents already. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I think you putting on lip gloss is the least of your worries with your parents right now. It's probably a bit of that. It's been a learning process for them as well. Um, but definitely, we do. We do. Um, yeah, we do have like practices. And when we did do this seven day program, like one of the big things we recommend was like block out an evening and just go on a date with yourself um, and give yourself permission to slow down, to create space, to create, take, think of it as self-care, you know, the same way that we take time creating like a really amazing dinner and slowing down and eating, or we take time to go for a walk and, you know, get movement in. We should be doing the same thing for our sexual well-being. It's, it's just as important as those other aspects or, you know, the same way we focus on getting a good night's sleep. You know, I think that's that to us is how we understand it is it's not this like indulgent thing you just do. It's as critical to your overall health and well-being as every other thing that we integrate into being, you know, in a healthy, positive mindset. Um, and I think then the other side of it is if you're, you know, we also have the um, in our community, the people who've been in lockdown with with a partner or partners. Um, and I think the topics that we see coming up with that are, um yeah, like libido, for example, or communication or dealing with conflict. Um, and how do we kind of work through this together and make sure that, you know, we call it like the kitchen sink argument where the dishes pile up and then you have this massive argument that's not even about any of the things you think it is. It's just because you didn't put the dishes away. Yeah. Uh, and so I think we've we've kind of noticed those would be certain themes that come up. One is around the how do I explore by myself and, and what does pleasure by myself mean? And the other one is, you know, I'm 
<laughs> been stuck with my partner and I love them. <laughs> but I'm going, you know, this is not always the easiest thing and we're fighting about these ridiculous things or we like haven't been having sex at all and does this mean our relationship's over and how do we how do we reignite it how do we spark it how do we create space for it how do we um you know boost desire how do we communicate how do we create a ritual together around it how do we make it different um and those would be the kind of main themes that we've definitely see coming up as a result of lockdown do you think it's bad that i'm secretly hoping a few couples do break up (laughs) i'm do you know, interestingly, there's probably it's this question of like, it probably brings out the, the, not the true nature of a couple, but on one hand, I've seen some couples that friends of mine that have gone in and I'm like, you guys just should not be together because this is <laughs> exacerbated the tensions that were already there before. And then yeah. I've got other friends that have gone in and actually came out engaged. And oh, it's like, wow. I mean, you can get through this, you can get through anything and that's phenomenal. So I, I suppose there's probably like, if you're in a relationship, it's probably, I don't know, not like making it or breaking it, but you kind of could go either way. <laughs> are you are you ever just tempted to say to someone, just buy a dishwasher, just get a dishwasher? <laughs> That's the, the whole advice on the app and website. Yeah. That <laughs> get get a cleaner in once a week, you know, go out for a date night whilst your cleaner's in and sort yourselves out. Yes. Exactly. That's and this is why I don't uh, create well-being. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dishwasher with it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am, however, available for all range of plays. All ra- <laughs> yeah. She oh, is just very, very good. What was your range yeah. again, Miranda? Very good. Um, sexy idiot yeah. uh, and erotic moron. That's all. <laughs> 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 those are reviews by Dave and Bibi Lynch. There, I feel like that's like basically the '90s rom-com. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious, Anna. Before we make you go, before, <laughs> before we throw you off, um, what would you say are your top three tips for mindful sex? So I think the the first one would be. Um, taking time to and so I mean there's an interesting thing there's a difference between masturbation and self-pleasure which I actually didn't realize um and this was entirely new to me that I've discovered in the last few years um and so you know when we talk about that kind of touching yourself in the same way with the intention of just getting off and um almost like scratching an itch that tends to be more what we think of as masturbation and when we talk about self-pleasure that's much more of the going on a date with yourself slowing down exploring what you like, touching yourself in different ways. Um, And so in terms of like tip number one, I would say um, take time to explore the self-pleasure side of it instead of the masturbation side of it. So, you know, put some music on, put some candles on, take 30 minutes or however long you need and actually just explore your body and play with touch, play with tempo, play with different places um, with the intention of not getting off. You know, I'm going to set yourself the challenge. This isn't about orgasm. This is about getting to know my body. Um, So that would be number one. Mm -hmm. I think number two would be... um, challenge yourself to actually think about how you feel about sex rather than how you have it. Um, you know, and that could be something as simple as, um, writing down a list of 
you know, things that you that you enjoy, things that um, get you in the mood, and then thinking about why, um, as well as creating a list of things you don't like, um, and then thinking about why. And so I would say the big thing is, um, yeah, again, understanding how you feel it and knowing the why and not just focusing on the what and the how you do it. Um, and then tip number three... Download Furley. <laughs> Download Furley. Oh, yeah. She's good. She's I've got to employ her. She's too good. <laughs> I mean, Download Furley is in there, definitely. Um, and we're also launching on Android in the next little bit. At the moment, we're only on on iOS, but Android is coming. So we will be we're we're there Do for the Android users user. involved. Oh, we're we don't we don't want to exclude. We're open to everyone. We don't judge. Anna, <laughs> when we um when we go on a date with ourselves, who pays? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I I pay, but the world benefits. <laughs> you know what's interesting? Like that's a, that's an interesting comment, though, because like, why would we be comfortable going on a date or buying gifts for others or that kind of thing? But when it comes to buying something for ourselves or treating ourselves, sometimes we feel a little bit uncomfortable about that. So yeah. actually, being able to go on a date and pay for oneself is probably a sense of saying, you know. I'm cool with it. I'm worth it. I deserve it. And I'm badass and I'm going to pay for myself. <laughs> ah, there's your third badge. There it is. <laughs> I mean, it's a big badge. It's a banner maybe, but it's still there. <laughs> it's a banner. I will happily hang from my window so that people know what I'm doing 24-7. <laughs> uh, thank you, Anna. That was so fascinating. So where can people uh, get more, get more furly? Um, so they can go to the App Store and it is under Furly, F-E-R-L-Y. We do occasionally get the people wondering if it's F-U-R-L-Y and we're like, I mean, that would be clever on the fur combination, but no, we're actually <laughs> F-E-R-L-Y. Um, and then uh, you can also check out our website if you're interested in learning more about us, which is www.wearefurly, F-E-R-L-Y.com. And then I really want to really ask why, but I know you're going to say something that's going to make me feel really stupid, but why is it called Furly? No, that's a great question. So Furly is an old English word that actually used to be um, used to describe the kind of frightful mythical creatures that lived in the woods that we were really scared of um and that were kind of considered through a very negative lens and then over the last few hundred years the word was reclaimed to actually mean the kind of things we don't know much about but that are awe-inspiring and marvelous so we thought it was a really nice um yes you could have just called it twitter yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's is that being taken Um, yeah, we just thought it was a really nice play on female sexuality that, you know, traditionally it's something that throughout history has kind of been um, stigmatized and shamed and um, completely ignored, if not feared. And actually now we're working towards this movement of reclaiming it and, you know, kind of tackling the pleasure gap, tackling gender equality um, and really owning our sexuality and our pleasure. Oh, brilliant. Beautiful. Lovely. <laughs> Thank you so much, Anna. Thank you, Anna. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Bye. Miranda. Oh, BB. <laughs> <laughs> that was my erotic moron. Oh, Your think? range is extensive. Uh, oh. oh, I'm not joking. I really think Anna's going to hire you. I think so. I, I think mean, so. it might be for a catering gig, but she. <laughs> But it might be to be in one of them. You are the worst stage mum ever. 
<laughs> Wasn't she brilliant? I loved it. Would you go on a date with yourself? Yes. Would yeah, well, you? Well, when she was talking about it, I was like, oh, God, that's what I do on a Tuesday. It sounds great. <laughs> Just, you know, have a glass of wine, get in the shower, put my lingerie on. I mean, admittedly, that's probably because I've got a bit of early onset Alzheimer's and I think something's <laughs> going to happen. But... <laughs> I quite like the... No, in fairness, I haven't done that. And I think I, I you know, it's it's something nice to do. Like, I, every time I sort of go to the shops or something, like, you know when you pick up a face pack or like yeah. a nail varnish, but then you sit there and you're like, oh, I'll save that for a special occasion. Yeah. And same as like, I don't know, like a bath bomb or something. And it's like, no, fuck it. Just use your bath bomb, put your face mask on and have a little night in and just appreciate yourself. And then I think we, you know, we should do more of that. How about you? I, th- I agree with you. And um, I hate to quote Oprah. <laughs> guess what I'm going to do um, oh, well, I can't remember the quote but again because I'm 54 but it was something on the lines of don't buy something a really beautiful out, you know, dress and say oh that's for special mm. wear it yeah. you know, have, have that feeling and it is true and I must say at the beginning of lockdown I was definitely like oh man I'm not, I'm not exfoliating because I like to exfoliate as you know <laughs> and I was like I can't be bothered with that shit and then actually I've started doing it again and more stressed and I'm thinking I feel better yeah. I do feel better and I'm doing my little workout so I'm kind of weirdly taking care of myself. You know what I find a little bit depressing and is that we still need this app because yeah. I really do think I it's it's really do you think like the the pressure of social and insta and all that kind of stuff has has regressed us. Has regressed us or maybe given us a platform to be able to talk about what is still bothering us. And therefore, that is advancing the cause. I think. I think it's. I think it's very, become very regressive because I think you've got. Um, it's become more puritan. It's made you feel like you have to be more puritanical. So you can't. You know, there are so many people that are like, oh my god, um, nip slip or something like that. And you've got all these Instagrammers and YouTubers where they have to be so puritanical. They can't say the wrong thing. They can't do the wrong thing. And it's you know, it, it kind of becomes a witch hunt if you do. So I think I think you know there are loads of people of like well how do I learn about sexuality how do I and I don't mean sexuality is in like gender and gender studies because that's actually very prevalent and very great but as in just like exploring your own body without you know still without being called a slut or having to turn to pornography yeah Um, so I think it's yeah I I just think that and because instagram and youtube it is all filtered and you know i'm looking at youtube and you can look at youtube and instagram and see all these people with these lovely filters on because they've got all the lighting and they've got these lovely cameras and now we're starting to look on zoom and you look on zoom on your camera and you're like oh my god i look like dog plops oh well that's what dog plops (laughs) dog plops that's why i'm doing face yoga i believe my face I can't believe you never told me about my face. <laughs> You've got a lovely face. <laughs> Thank Nothing you. Not like at all. <laughs> I think it's fascinating. It's a great. Um, yeah, this app sounds great. Hmm. I think, and um, Anna was brilliant, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, she sounds great. And and they've got some really great practitioners on there. So it it just sounds and like she said with the community. So it seems accessible as well. Yeah. If you're not too yeah. sure and you do feel like, oh, these are all these mindfulness um, exercises are a bit beyond me, then it it sounds great that you can go into the community and just go where where do I start? What do yeah. I do? Where do I yeah. start? Dip your little toe in. Yeah, I love it. Um, I am still worried about who's going to pay for this date, but we're we're. we're <laughs> Who's, who's going to accept these vouchers? 
She's out of date now. It's exactly that. Who's going to check how out of date they are? Um, I've been BB Lynch. I'm Miranda Kane. Uh, Good Sex, Bad Sex is a metro.co.uk podcast and it was produced by the brilliant Juliet Nichols. If you want to get in touch with us, you can. We're on all the socials like Instagram and Twitter. Uh, good Sex, Bad Sex with a triple X at the end. And you can, if you have any queries or any subjects that you'd like us to talk about, um, we are info at sexpod.com. There she goes. There you go. Uh, And maybe we might even see you next week. That was my. That was me quoting opera. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That that actually happened. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) There's this little bit of a barrel left. Let me scrape it out. (laughs) 